0: passion for passions my name is marcus and i am in love with the soap opera passions so it is finally time things are finally popping off at the prom 2000 here in harmony so this episode covers or this episode of the podcast covers the episodes 262 through 266 of the passions show And uh, not too many, but this is as far as it seemed to be to capture everything that has gone on on the ship that the prom is taking place on. Now it seems at the end of that, everything is kind of, we've resolved the prom ship drama. I'm about to go into some other drama, but yes. So the episodes had a handful of things going on. Different people's stories conflicting with each other. Some got much more attention than others, certainly. Um, I feel like there were some really big focus on Ethan and Teresa, of course, but, um, other things were happening as well. Basically, you know, TC had walked in on Julian drunkenly attacking or hugging Eve, so he beats up Julian quite intensely, punches him to the ground, then kicks him on the ground. It's very serious, um... But he gets over it because Eve explains it away as nothing. He was just drunk and stumbling, and that's why he grabbed onto her like that, you know. That sort of thing. Of course, as a result of that, Julian is like, I'll get you for this, you know, to himself. Um, Why? Who knows? Whatever. But the real big thing, which happened at the start of the last episode, was... That Teresa confessed her love to Ethan. And as I wondered, Ethan tries to play it off in some way. First, he's like, you love me as a friend, right? But, of course, Teresa bravely refutes that. She clarifies that, no, not as a friend. As something more, much deeper, blah, blah, blah. Ethan does not say he loves her back. Instead, he focuses on trying to persuade Teresa that she's not in love with him by being like, you know, there's types, there's all kinds of loves, like love for friends, love for family. There's infatuation. I think you're infatuated with me. Um, But she says, no, 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 no. You know, I'm a woman. I understand what my feelings are. This is real. This isn't just some, you know, game type thing. So I was like, wow, that's really brave of you. Um... She said she was sure of it when they kissed. And Ethan is like, that was just a friendly kiss. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, okay. I don't know where people are friendly kissing each other on the mouth like that. Um, but I'm not used to that, certainly. So whatever, but I had a a giggle at the word friendly kiss on the lips. Okay, anyway. So yes, that's happening. Gwen is coming onto the boat. She makes it aboard just in time for the storm too so that's great um because when teresa is trying to confess and try to get ethan to say something that's when teresa walks i mean uh, that's when gwen walks in on them and is like what's going on what's happening um and their story continues from there there's of course the plot with you louise and sheridan where there is a killer coming to get sheridan she's almost shot again instead she just like falls flat or she like i don't know what exactly happened there's like a tree branch that falls and doesn't fall on her but she gets so scared she just like falls to the ground like flat on her face um whatever and that just gives uh louise another chance to climb right on top of her body um to protect her so he says but nothing comes of it uh she survives another day or another couple hours i guess um because they foiled the killer's plans who was truly there but they never found any proof so they go back to the little crane cottage that sharon is sleeping in and sharon goes into her bedroom and someone is in in there in the dark grabs her covers her mouth and possibly i don't remember throws her on the bed um and she's rightly freaked out turns out it's hank hank what the hell are you doing why are you doing this this is so terrifying uh louise curse runs in finds out oh it's just hank um and he's like you understand why i did what i did right sheridan um and she's like yeah but you really scared me like yes he's not okay either in what he's doing even if he did give you a ton of flowers like come on so anyway back on the boat we know that miguel um doesn't know where charity is no one knows where charity is except gwen knows because she saw her on the dock so when they meet that's what gwen says hey i saw charity yeah she's on the dock so miguel finds out and is like i need to go to the dock so he does leave on a little boat everyone's like oh dear but he does it um grace is still in kind of the i don't know bottom quarters of the boat and her little porthole opens up a li- uh, and uh, starts flooding her room so that's bad it's very bad but we'll see what goes on with that um, because that's no one knows that she's there at this point that's where the porthole thing eventually Sam finds out from Ivy that yes, Grace is on in the bottom area of the boat they all go to get her, the two do anyway, and they can't open the door for some reason. So Sam is all pissed and freaking out because his wife is seriously endangered, Um, but others come and help, and they're able to sort of open the door, get her out safely. But you know, if that porthole opened, then probably others did as well in this boat, and that's a bad sign, because eventually it's going to start sinking. So yes, that's happening Uh, because of the outrageous storm that has suddenly cropped up as a result of Charity's magical powers. She is casting, you know, all kinds of spells of wind, and that's causing the huge waves to form. So a huge wave hits when Gwen is freaking out at what she saw, which was Ethan and Teresa closely together, Um, and she gets... Ends up hanging overboard because the water kind of washes her almost off the boat, but she is saved by both Ethan and Teresa. Fine. I was wondering if she, I was wondering if Grace. I mean, if Grace, if um, Gwen was potentially going to be killed off, um, but she does not get pe- killed off. At least not right now. The wave also knocked Tabitha and timia overboard. Um, There's a silly little moment with a shark, but nothing much really goes on there. Um, We just know that Tabitha and Timmy are are overboard and, um, like others, having a hard time. So aside from that, this treacherous, dangerous circumstance, once Gwen is saved, she must know about Ethan and Teresa now. She is back on that kick where nothing matters except finding out what's going on between these two. Every time this happens, she does so at like the most inappropriate times and once again, Gwen is possessed by this urge to know despite the fact that everybody might be dying in a few minutes because they're on a sinking ship. So once again, she's flipping out about that. So that's where we are again, the kind of like the plot we've already seen before where she was once extremely jealous and concerned, she's back on it. All she needed was her mom to say, like, two words to her, and now she's back on that bullshit. Come on, Gwen. Like, are you a mature adult who's closing business deals, or are you a child? Like, seriously. I mean, okay, we as a viewer know she has reason to be concerned, but I don't like the way that she expresses her concern. It's very immature and childish. Of course, that's often the case with many of the characters in this show, where... They just act on extreme impulse and don't think about anything or anyone else. It's just, it's silly. So, yeah. As that's all going on, um, there has been a dist- distress call made from the boat to the dock, but everybody, the harbor master and others, are very confused because they don't see a storm. Everything's totally calm and, and fine where they are. There's nothing on their radar. They also can't see the boat on their radar for some reason. So they think that nothing is wrong and it's just kids playing a prank saying that the boat is in a huge storm and in danger, you know. So that's why nobody is coming to help them on the boat because nobody believes there's anything to help them for. And this might sound like really contrived, but actually, um, because I have like this weird fascination with watching or reading about kind of disasters in history, um, there are multiple boat-related accidents that have occurred where... People believe that there was nothing wrong. Um, not necessarily because of this same circumstance, but it's definitely happened before that people think that there is no there's no true issue. Um, and it's just you know often miscommunication or just not lack of trust or inability to communicate, but that has definitely happened before. so this type of tragic thing can occur. So yeah. Um, we finally hear more with whatever Hank is dealing with because he gets a phone call in Sheridan's little cottage and learns that, um, and we, the viewer, learn that he is tasked with killing Sheridan. We assumed he was tasked to be a killer because the people blackmailing him gave him a gun, but I don't think it was clear that his target was Sheridan specifically. And I don't understand why... Because who are Hank's people? Are they different than the people from France? Um, because they already hired a hitman. So who who else wants Sheridan dead? You know, I'm very confused about that, or is it the same people, but they also want Hank to do it? I don't know. Either way they are like on the call kill Sheridan now. And he's like okay um because hank is stupid and i hope hank dies because he's a worthless character more so now that we're like he he really doesn't care about sheridan that much he's like we could have been i thought you could have been the one but then he's still really willing to kill her so clearly he's trash i mean we kind of figured he was trash anyway because he's like oh i want a girl with money um so yeah he's stupid and he needs to die i hope someone kills him (laughs) oh my god So Miguel makes it off the boat and gets to Charity, seeing her just standing there with her arms outstretched out to the boat. And um, he's like, Charity, what's wrong? And then she starts choking him. And I was like, whoa. And I wondered if there would be something silly and stupid where, you know, the power of love makes her realize what she's doing and she snaps out of it. Uh, But that doesn't happen, actually. What actually happens is also stupid, though which is the priest comes and tears the necklace the necklace that's giving her, her extra or like amplifying her powers and throws it off her and then she comes to again basically after a few minutes so fine whatever and uh miguel does not die he just gets choked out like seriously hard enough so to leave bruises on his neck ow so yeah, Chad goes overboard, Whitney follows, wanting to save him, and I wish that she did save him, I wish it was, like, a reversal, but in the end, Chad, like, basically ends up saving her again, eh, fine, whatever, um, but yes, uh, back to Teresa and Ethan, they're talking again, and Teresa also is, like, dramatic, and maybe not giving the appropriate attention to dying. But she does say, basically, you know, we might be dying on this ship, so please just kiss me before I die. And Ethan is going to do it. He is leaning in to kiss her. But then Gwen shows up again is like, what's going on here? Why are you two looking at each other like that? Um, and so, again, Gwen has ruined the moment. Uh, but it's fine. Fine. But he was clearly going to do it again. It's, it's not even a secret. He was obviously going to kiss her. Um, so, yeah. And then I realize because uh, Luis gets the call that he thinks that he hears that the boat is in trouble, so he's going to go down to the docks. And so that's how Hank um, Hank and Sharon get to be stuck together. Which is like the perfect opportunity for him to kill. Though he doesn't, fortunately. He does not kill her. But yeah, Luis goes off to the docks and is being his normal brash self um because the harbor master is like no it's just kids playing a prank he beats he he doesn't beat him up but he does punch him unconscious or like snack him unconscious so that he can take sam's boat and go check it out also i didn't realize this the first time i saw the boat um probably for the best but sam's boat is called amazing grace and i think that is ridiculous and i hate it so much I can't imagine that. That's like so cloying! I hate it! Sam! My goodness! Anyway, so he takes Amazing Grace out to check on the prom boat, basically. So, that's where we are. Um, What happens next is more people kind of fall overboard in the rain, um, and all the problems going on. Ivy is overboard she's locked swimming around and she gets hit by a random piece of plywood that knocks her unconscious and i thought that was pretty silly um i mean i guess it makes sense but it was just like a random little piece of wood that just smacks her straight in the face so yeah that was oops oopsie um but anyway everyone else is on rafts except for mostly the crane family ivy gwen who's not officially crane family but you know Um, Ethan and also Teresa is all overboard. Oh, and and, I guess Chad and Whitney are also overboard. I thought it was really sweet. Um, Whitney's freaking out and Chad kisses her again. And then, you know, because she's getting tired, he tells her to focus on this star and like, don't go to sleep and just look at that. And so they start singing Twinkle Twinkle Little Star together. I'm like, this is so sweet and sad. Uh, uh." But then they get rescued uh, because uh, also... Ethan, Gwen, Teresa get rescued by Luis on the boat. And then they hear the singing and find Chad and Whitney. So all good. Ivy's pretty much the last person to get saved, actually, um, by Sam. And when they're together, kind of just kind of floating in the water, uh, Ivy reveals, hey, you and I have a son together and his son is Ethan. And Sam, of course, is like, "What are you talking about? No, I no, that's not true." But he's like, "Yes, and no one. You can't ever tell anybody. You can't tell Ethan. You can't tell anybody because Julian will find out, and it'll be a big mess." Which I agree. If Julian ever finds out that Ethan is not his son, that's gonna be out a huge sh- issue. Like seriously, think about it. Ethan is being primed as the Crane successor, effectively, because Julian is so bad at his job. I'm sure that's what his father will want, was just say, let's skip you, loser, and go straight to Ethan. And there is another male crane, Noah? Or is that Grace's secret other child that she mentioned when she was dying? I don't know. But she has, Ivy has another child who's in school who's also a male, but it is not, I don't know how young he is or whatever. But Ethan is the heir apparent and so to have that rug pulled out that he has no crane blood in him would be a big issue for that family they would I don't know I guess disown him like I don't know would they disown him or would they just disown Ivy or would they just try to keep it a secret because Ethan is you know clearly got that business savvy he's clearly got gains the Crane cruelty um, the spoiled Crane mindset he's definitely got all that so would they just keep him? <laughs> I don't know I don't know um, but either way it would obviously be a huge issue if that ever came out I don't know how Ivy knows that he is, is uh, the son of Ivy and Sam though Like, how would she know for sure? Unless she took, like, a genetic test of Ethan? Um, I guess it could have also been that, you know, after her wedding night with Sam, she eventually took a birth control test, found she was pregnant, and then only after that did she, like, consummate her relationship with Julian? I don't know. There's things you'll, you know, you don't need to know the answers to, and we're probably not gonna get them. But yes, um... So everyone's starting to arrive on the, the dock now. Um, Miguel's awake. He didn't die from electricity or from being choked. But he is really concerned. He's like, why did you choke me? Um, and Charity doesn't have an answer. She doesn't even remember. when she finally starts talking again, she doesn't remember choking him. Until a little bit later, then it comes back to her. And she's like, oh my god, I did this. Oh, why did I do this? Why did I hurt you? I love you. And honestly, Miguel, like, this should be a sign that you should not be with Charity. Because, okay, fine, you're willing to stick with her when she's got a lot of strange things going on. Um, Sure, you know, don't just throw someone by the wayside if they need to go to get psychiatric help. Absolutely help them to get that help, for sure. Um, But now... She's dangerous. Now, she could have murdered you and then has this like lapse of memory where she doesn't even remember until she does remember and she's like shocked about it. This is serious, and this could be a danger to your life sticking around this girl. So if I were Miguel, I would think that I need to seek help from an adult? Uh don't keep this a secret? Uh, do something, because clearly something is very wrong here. And I understand Miguel. He's like, oh, it's my first love. Uh, uh, uh." That's Miguel. But, there's, you know, there's some point you gotta wise up. You gotta be mature about it and recognize that this is not a healthy relationship. Mm, I don't know. Anyway, that's all going on. But there's more because again Gwen's mother who I really don't like I don't like her voice her acting I don't like how she's portrayed she's very seemingly like uptight and I rule the world and what I say goes and I'm right all the time I don't like that personality um I don't like her vindictiveness either um, but she's here. I hope she goes away. I don't ever want to see her again, but she's still in this episode. Um she basically goes up to Teresa and is like, Okay, you don't need to help with their wedding anymore. You're you're free. Um and also stay away from Ethan forever. Thanks. She fucking grabs Teresa's arm and turns her around. I'm like, what is your problem? Like, what are you doing? You don't own people. Um and at this moment Pilar like stands up because she's right there when this happens. She's like, don't you touch my daughter. You know, and don't talk to her that way. Don't demean her. And I'm like, yeah, Pilar, get it. Also, the mother, oh my god, she calls Pilar as, as like, Pilar? Um, I don't think that's right because nobody else in the show calls her Pilar. And I hate that so much because, like, it's almost racist. Like, she's making fun of her name. And I would bet Gwen's mom is racist. I would bet that so much. I hate her. She's certainly like, you know, what would he ever do with the housekeeper's daughter? Um, So I hate her. Anyway. um, Yeah, Ivy reveals to Sam that they have a son, and it's Ethan. And at that point, eventually, Sam starts wondering, huh, is he my son? So yeah. There's a lot of stuff going on. And... It's just like... This culmination of a lot of plot points coming to coming together. Which makes sense. Because, you know, what would you expect here at this point? With this huge drama going on. Um, but it is what it is. There's finally after that... You know, people start coming home. That the pendant was just kind of dropped on the pier so um Kay takes it home with her and like burns her (laughs) um but then the pendant just kind of flies away um that's all i can describe it as it flies away into charity's bedroom and is like talking to her and the episode closes with charity opening her eyes and they're like bright orange And I'm curious because in the previous parts where her eyes were a color, it looked very obviously like there was, you know, painted over effect over the scene. This one I wasn't so sure, it almost looked like orange contacts. Um, And either way, it looked pretty good and she's like, yeah, uh, it's time for death and destruction to come to harmony. You know, whatever that weird voice modulation is that's going on there. I was like, yes. What is going to happen? What is this death and destruction that's coming to Harmony? What is it? I need to know. You know, we've already had this this boat sink. What's happening next? I need to know, but I don't know right now. So that's where we're at in this series of episodes. The Prom 2000 was certainly unforgettable, but it's come and gone now. And the only thing that's really happened for certain is that Ethan now knows that, you know, Teresa super loves him. And now it's, you know, kind of the ball's in his court. What is he going to do about it? Gwen is back on her bullshit of being jealous and concerned for Ethan. Um, And of course now, Sam knows, or has heard at least, that Ethan is his son. So that's a big reveal that's been kind of building up. And now he has to wonder about that. Nothing more with Grace. Nothing really more with Eve, per se, or Julian. But things are moving along. And it seems that, you know, actually, Whitney was about to reveal she was in love uh, or interested in Chad, but it didn't happen quite. They did kiss again, but um, she didn't quite reveal, you know, her feelings yet. But I'm assuming that's another plot that we're going to keep dragging along for a while before she can truly be honest with herself there. So yeah, lots of things happening. And I'm very curious if the death and destruction that Charity is promising is going to happen really soon. Or if that's just going to be kind of a danger in the background lurking for a while until we get there. You know, I'm very curious. I want to know, of course, is Hank going to try to kill Sheridan? Is someone going to find out that Hank is trying to kill Sheridan? Is Hank going to wussy out? I don't know. But that's where we are so far. So we will have to see... When we get to more episodes, if I get any of these questions answered, if anything is resolved, or if there are just more plot threads and things being drugged on forever and ever and ever, we shall see. So thanks for listening, and we'll be back in two weeks with another episode. Bye!